Young and Dumb, a podcast for the young, dedicated, up-and-coming, motivated, and bold. Hear the journey of incredible individuals like you or I, who accomplish many things in their short lifetimes. Allow them to tell their story and share with you how they got to where they are today. And the best part yet is they're only just getting started. Welcome to the Young and Dumb Podcast. Daniel Botero is a UCF alum just like myself, and he was living the dream after college. He graduated, had a full-time job offer, and took it from PepsiCo, was in sales, and was working his way up and making a killing while doing it. But there was always something in the back of his head that told him this wasn't what he was meant to do. So that's why last year, he quit his job and he started to grow his podcast called Mastering College to Career. He's doing things such as creating courses for students and showing them how to actually get a job offer upon graduation because the craziest stat that he told us is 85% of college students graduate without having a job offer once they walk across that stage, which I feel is insane. So before we get started, if you get any value from this episode, please take a screenshot of the podcast, put it on your Instagram story and tag get show grind up in your story. That's G-E-T-C-H-O-G-R-I-N-D-U-P. We love hearing what you guys think of the show. And don't forget to leave a rating and subscribe for more young and dumb content. You won't believe how much that means to us. This week, we master college with Daniel Botero. Get Joe Grinder presents another episode of the Young and Dumb podcast with the co-hosts from the East Coast, Justin and Gary, checking in with you guys again. We are stopping down in Florida where it's nice and warm and not blizzard cold like it is in Philadelphia. And we're bringing Daniel onto the podcast. Daniel, say what's up to the people. What is going on, everybody? I am so excited to be on the podcast right now. I'm stoked. Love it. Love it. Love the energy. I can't wait to get started. We have a lot to talk about today. We're talking about Disney, Pepsi, but I don't want to get a too ahead of myself. I want to start off by taking a look at your journey so far. Okay. So we're going to take that journey and we're going to turn it into a loading bar. Yeah. So from zero to a hundred percent, where do you feel like you are right now on your loading bar? So I would... I'm going to say that I am at 28% and that is because that is my age. And even though I think I have a lot more that I want to accomplish, every year has been that building on the foundation of it. So I can't take away, you know, on any of it. So I would say 28%, even though I feel like I've only accomplished 5% of what I truly want to accomplish. Gotcha. So I want to dive deep into the quote unquote traditional path to success that you've had at the beginning of your career. Talk us through your final uh, semester in college and transitioning into the workforce and killing it. Yeah. And so absolutely. So I, I think, you know, the traditional path to success, you know, you go to uh, from high school, you go to college and it's all about getting a great job once you graduate. And 
for me, that seemed to be very easy. And, and so I got a job with PepsiCo Frito-Lay. You know, PepsiCo owns Pepsi, Frito-Lay, Gator, uh, Tropicana, Quaker Oaks. And so I went to work for Frito-Lay as a sales associate. Um, I was with them for six years. And, you know, while I was with them, I held multiple roles, starting off as a sales associate, driving the trucks, delivering the product, you know, going into a district manager where I was managing a group of salespeople. And I was essentially managing a small business with the back end of a big business. And I was managing uh, 14 sales reps, you know, managing over $10 million in business. And then from there, I moved to account management where I was managing relationships with Wawa, Racetrack, um, smaller, I guess, companies, which are really not that small. Uh, but then I ended up moving into like, before I left, I was managing from Tennessee to Key West. I was managing the Southeast United States and I was managing all Walgreens, CVS and Target over a hundred million dollars worth of business. And to a traditional path, that was, I was booming in my career. Like I was doing great. I had, you know, literally was interviewing for another promotion. And as my manager was calling me to tell me that I was one of two people left for this promotion, I called her back 10 minutes later and I said, I'm leaving. And, and, and so, yeah, man, I think that's where my story, that's what happened last May. And, and since then my life has been completely different. And making a move like that takes uh, a lot of guts. I mean, essentially people would typically roll with the momentum they're in um, a well-paying job. They're in a big company and they, they're essentially climbing the ladder. Not many people take both hands and both feet off the ladder and choose to to go a different direction. Yeah. And, and I won't say like, it's like, hey, I just jumped one day. I decided to to make the move. It was a pretty calculated move, something that I've been you know wanting to do for multiple years. But it was just that moment where I actually finally let go. Okay, so what was the the driving force on making that move? Because um, I there there's some people that I, I would say that I know that would essentially keep moving forward given given the situation. Have you ever you know heard you know the concept of the golden hands handcuffs? Is that is that is the fact you know it happens a lot like when you you hear this term a lot using corporate America and. Uh, meaning that uh, you are stuck, right? Because the better you do, the more you earn. Naturally, it's human behavior. You're going to spend what you make, right? You're, you're, you're going to find ways to spend it, whether it's a better car, better house, better clothes, better restaurants, better vacations. You're going to spend what you earn. And so the longer I was in corporate America, the more money I made and the more money I made, the higher my expenses got, right? And so that becomes a golden handcuffs, which is what makes a lot of people feel stuck, like they can't make that jump. And so many people have aspirations and dreams to do so. I've always knew about the golden handcuffs. So for me it was how do I, how do I, as I continue to grow through the company and make more money, how do I not lose that? the vision of that I always wanted to start my own business. Right. And it took me longer than I wanted to, right? Like ideally I should have only been in corporate America for two to three years, but it took me six years to get out. And I think it's, it's just making sure you, your vision, your goal, you know, stays top of mind and that you're financially smart so that you're not in debt, that you're not living above your means and, 
in the end, you follow what your gut and your dreams are were all about in the first place. Yeah, I think I think we can dive a little bit deeper into the whole golden handcuff theory or concept because I think there's another concept to that, which is like the student debt concept, right? Of you get this high amount of debt under you, you get out of college, you think that you need to get this job because you have these debt payments to pay off every single month. And then you end up staying in this job because you don't like it. And then you get the house and then you buy the car. And then that's when the golden handcuffs really hit you, right? How can someone start managing their finances at a younger age so that they can avoid, especially the debt, handcuffs i guess and then the golden handcuffs too yeah it's all about um you know living below your means and if you could live like a college student you know and we're talking about theoretical you graduate college and you know what do you do how do you avoid you know not going into the golden handcuffs where you've been working for a company and it's impossible for you to get out of it right um live like a college student for as long as you can Right. So I'll give you an example. I as soon as I graduated college, I had a really great job, like I was sharing with you, and I was making double what the average college student was making right out of college. Right. And I could have easily went into the dealership and bought it and leased or bought a new BMW. They would have given it to me. I have a great income. You know, um, I could have, you know, gone an apartment in downtown Orlando um, and I could afford it in theory, based on what the bankers that the leasing companies would say, I can afford it. Right. All that is great. But instead, I went and I lived in a house that cost nine hundred dollars for rent. And I split that rent with three roommates. Right. My total bills were was less than five hundred dollars. But I was making over fifty, sixty thousand dollars a year. Right. And so what I did is that for a whole year, I lived like a college student and saved up like almost $25,000 in one year, I think even more. And what I was able to do, right, was buy a house, build a house from scratch and paid all my student loans and, and not get into credit card debt and, and avoid all that, right? My only regret is I wish I would have done that for two or three more years, right? Because what I did was the opposite advice that I'm giving right now. I bought a house. And um, if I can go back, right, I would have bought a, a quadruplex and then rented out the other three units and lived in one. But I didn't. I, I, I wish and I can go back and, and live like I, I would have been so much ahead than I am now. And do you think that the just the way society is set up right now that they kind of push us to go out on our own? I mean, um, essentially we're seen as, you know, young birds and then kind of just shoved out of the nest once, you know, college hits. Like, all right, fly away, be on your own, do your own thing. And then we're kind of taught to, you know, you got to spend money to to make money. Um, and that's essentially how we end up in these these huge holes that we have to climb out of. I don't think it's that you have to spend money to make money. Like if you're investing on, on yourself, like I don't think that's a bad investment, right? At the end of the day, I think you are edu your education, right? And, and don't let school get in the way of your education, right? It's the best way to invest your money. I think it comes down to when you're trying to impress people, right? When you're trying to live a life that that you can't keep up or you can't afford. Like I... I, I speak to students all the time and I've seen students, you know, for the past five years that I've been very involved with going back to universities and speaking, 
I've seen students that have helped get job with Fortune 500, great companies making good money, and I see them still connect to them on Instagram, and they have bought a B, have a Audi, BMW, like super nice cars that I, I I don't have, right, or I don't afford, or they are, you know, they are, you know, and, and traveling is a good way to spend your money. It's a different way of how you think about it, but they have a Rolex, you know, and they're making fifty, sixty thousand dollars a year. Like you spend so much, like in a sense, if you if you make fifty thousand dollars a year and you spend five thousand dollars on a Rolex, you just spend ten percent of your income on one on a watch, right? So I think it's more about you spending that money or getting yourself in debt so that you appear to be successful. And that's the trap. I love that. I love that. And it's it's great to to try to build that perspective, especially in students, right? Because I mean, I've seen it with my friends. They graduate and they're making 30, 40, 50K a year. And then, oh, they've got a new BMW. And in the back of my head, I'm like, that's great. But is it really that great, like long term, right? But now you've saved your money and you've made this leap of faith. So what are you doing right now to justify create or uh, making that leap? So my whole, what I feel like is my dream job, right? I, my dream job is to help others get their dream job and their dream job is not necessarily working for somebody else or working for Pepsi, Google, Microsoft, Disney. It's what is to, at the end of the day, it comes down to helping individuals reach their full potential and that is what my business is all about. Like that's what my podcast is all about. That's what my seminars are all about. That's what the the products that I'm going to create in the future are all about is to empower and inspire others to reach their full potential. The reach, the reason why it's all focused on mastering college is because that is something that I did very well. Right. But as a long-term vision is I want to continue to help others reach their full potential and go through life and through a smoother path than maybe necessarily I or others did go through. Okay. So, uh, essentially by building each other up and essentially finding our, the best version of ourselves, we're able to better lives for not only ourselves, but other people as well. And I feel like it has that trickle down effect that as you make yourself better, you're setting people up behind you. Um, you're setting them up for success as well. Um, and I feel like essentially when we grow up, we have this nature and nurture battle that's constantly going on. And I feel like it's a little bit of both, but a lot of our experiences when we were young essentially shape our our um, our mindset moving forward. Uh, can you speak a little bit about some of the things that you experienced when you were young, being blessed by the, the most famous mouse in the world, um, among other things, how that set you up for uh, the success you have now? Yeah, I mean, I think the experiences, so I, a little background, right? Um, I'm originally from Colombia in South America, and I moved to the United States when I was eight years old, and it was just me and my mother, two suitcases, and $2,000. And I would tell you that my mom really had made the ultimate sacrifice to come to, you know, for America. Just really the only reason she came was to give me a better life. And my whole life growing up, my mom had always been working seven days a week. And so because of that, I never felt like I could go ask my mom for money because I, I knew how hard she worked and she barely made enough um, to, to get us by. Like I knew that she gets paid every two weeks. One of those paychecks went to rent and the other one went to food, right? 
to think that 50% of your income goes to rent right now, I think it is a very stupid financial decision because if an emergency comes by, you're bankrupt. Um, luckily, nothing major happened to us where we ever went bad. Like, you know, I always had what I needed. Um, but because of that, you know, I always looked at the world differently and, and it made me work extremely, extremely hard. And it, a lot of that, um, those disadvantages that I would say I had, you know, being raised in a single family home, being raised as, as a first generation college student, not having a male role model, right? I didn't have a father. My father died when I was three years old, really changed my mindset. And I would tell you statistically, if you look at the statistic, when a, 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 a minority male does not have a male figure, figure in his life, he's four times likely to go to jail, right? Or not graduate college or not be where I am today. And I think most people could go in there and make excuses of why I could go and be a failure in life because I have, I wasn't given the right tools or resources to do so. But here's one thing that I would challenge you to think about. The people with the biggest challenges in life, if they channel that energy and motivation, will have the biggest advantage in the long term, right? My wife, you know, was raised in a great family, right? Her parent, her dad's a doctor. Her, the question for her after high school was not whether you'll go to college or not. The question is which college you're going to go to, right? To graduate with zero dollars of student loans. She had the resources. But she didn't go through some obstacles like I went to or challenges. So she lacks the drive and that passion that maybe the people that you, if, I think if you look at people who, who are, have been on your podcast that are extremely successful and the young, you know, dumb and goal oriented, they went through struggles and that's why they have focus and passion where my wife might want to sleep in more than I do. I I 100% agree with that and it's it's interesting because the way that I feel the, the way that I look at people hiring right the way that I always positioned myself whenever I was looking for an internship or a job offer is I needed to showcase my story and my story is it's great there's some hardships but it's not many the real hardships come from my parents story and that's what I kind of leverage to get people's attention and in interviews and kind of differentiate myself. And I feel like that's something that you, you've probably done, whether it's in a sales pitch or it's in um, an, an interview for a new position, whatever, maybe leveraging that story of coming from Columbia, um, being able to graduate college and have the successful career after. To the students out there who might say, oh, I don't have a story or I don't know how to interview, what tips do you have for them? everyone has a story like even not having a story is a story right like the, the it's about how you talk about it like my wife has a story my wife has a story of how she met me and how i've motivated her and to accomplish more right it doesn't necessarily has to be that they have to go through hardship to have a, their story of their own to your point is your story is living through your parents and making sure that you're successful so that their sacrifice didn't just like was worth it, like was for nothing. Right. And so that's the story. And and my wife's story could be her dad being going to med school and spending so many years in school to give her the life to us. That is a story that she can say and say, Hey, I don't want to fail because I don't want to let him down. Right. And so I would say everybody has a story. 
it's just figuring out a way to say it and to tell it. But there's no excuses on the story. I 100% agree with that as well. Like, that's that's one of the biggest things while we started the podcast. Everyone has a story. They just need uh, a platform to share it. Honestly, you can walk into a, a room of 100 people and you can be standing next to uh, a former Olympian. Um, be standing next to a, a future Grammy Award winner or um, someone who has been through extreme hardship in their life. You, you never know. It doesn't always have to be uh, either good or bad. Or it can be a blend of the, the two. Um, but you never really know what someone else has gone through to get them to where they are today. And I think that's probably the most um, unique and genuine thing that everyone has and that everyone can leverage um, depending on what you went through as a person essentially has molded you into who you are today. And I think that's something that's unique and genuine. Um, even with siblings, like you, you see siblings can go through a lot of the same things together, but uh, they can be more different than ever um, just based on who they are. So, I mean, that's, that's something that's uh, I find pretty interesting as well, but I a hundred percent agree there. But saying that, taking a look at everything that we've just gone through all the way from coming to America, um, working your way up through the system into college, uh, first in your family, through college into PepsiCo, and now running your own business in podcast, we've comprised that only to 28% of your journey, which is astounding. But I want you to take a second and really think and let us know what you believe 100% looks like for you. 100% really looks like the amount of people that I can impact, right? Um, I definitely, you know, I am a capitalist and I want to make money and I want to be, you know, financially stable, right? But to me, 100% is having, you know, the largest student conference in the world where we have maybe 10, 30, 40, 50,000 college students attending all in one place about mutually working together like a major mastermind so that, you are helping each other land, you know, their dream career and launch their platform, their career and everything like that. Um, I also see myself having multiple businesses that are all towards making sure that it's a win-win situation with everyone involved. You know, I'm a big believer in um, that there's a way to make sure that it's a win-win situation. And I want to have a bunch of real estate. I think, you know, the populations will continue to grow, but the, the size of the earth will continue to stay the same. So I, I believe I want to have like a real set empire, like thousands of thousands of units. And, and then lastly, it's about the family that I create and the legacy that I live. I love that, man. We've got a lot of similar goals, especially with the conference. I'm looking to get into real estate as soon as I can, once I start making some money and stacking up cash, but that's in the future, right? Um, but now we get to move on to our favorite part, which is the deep thinking questions. So are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. All right, so let's imagine you've got all the college students in the whole world listening to you right now. They've all got their uh, headphones in, listening to your voice, and you've got one minute to send a message to them, whatever it is. I'm going to time you on this. What is that message? All right. What I want every single college student to know is that they can do anything they ever want, but they can't do everything. So they can do anything, but they can't do everything. And so I truly believe that if their job, dream job is to work at Google or Facebook or Microsoft or Tesla, it can happen if you can truly, if you focus on just that, 
on the skills and strategies or the attributes that you need to be successful at those companies. And so at the end of the day, finding your dream job is an open book test, right? You just have to find out where you want to go and work and build those skills. So going back to that quote, right? As a student, you can have any job you want, but you can't have every job. So you have to narrow down your focus and really identify what is it that you want to do once you graduate and what you want your life to look like and build the skills that you need to be successful. That's my minute. Well done. Yeah. Round of applause for that one. Really well done. Right on the dot. Okay. So very impressed with your answer to the first question. Let's see if you can follow it up with a one-two punch. Second question, a hundred years from now. So you're 128 and you have all of your family um, surrounded with you. It's your last day on earth. Okay. Um, and you've accomplished everything that you've wanted to accomplish in life. But at the end of the day, everything is going to disappear. Everything that you've worked on, um, all of your projects, everything. But you can be remembered for three specific things. Uh, they can be tangible, intangible, attributes, anything. What are those three things? Wow. Um, the three things I would say that I want to be remembered at, remember as someone who's left the world a better place than he found it. So that's number one. Someone that empower others to reach your full potential. And last thing is someone that thought about and found ways to always create win-win situations. Okay. I like it. So before we ask our final question, where can people find you and where can they get in touch with all this amazing information about college and mastering college? Yeah, they can definitely find me um, on Mastering College podcast, as well as, you know, LinkedIn. Connect with me on LinkedIn. That is probably my favorite platform specifically because my whole goal is to help, you know, individuals get their career right. So Daniel Botero on LinkedIn or the Mastering College podcast. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So final question. What is a question that you wish that we asked you? Oh, man. You know, I listened to you guys' podcast. I was thinking you guys were going to ask a different question. So this is threw me off. You know, I'm a big fan of the podcast. So what is one question? Even though you do got, you guys do ask this question from time to time. Um, what is one question that I wish you would have asked? Um, why did I start? Um, why do I, why, why am I so passionate about helping students land their dream job? No, that's a good question. Let's break it down and get to the, the M of dumb. You're, you're motivated. What is your motivation um, for, for getting kids through college and um, sorting themselves out? So I was very naive growing up. And, and I just thought that if you came to America and you graduated college, that you were going to get a job. Like, that's it. You know, I was naive. You know, it, it, when you when you think about the United States from coming from another country, you think the United States is, you know, the land of opportunity, the American dream that, you know, there's so much opportunity there. And so that's what I thought. And when I graduated college, I had very focused. I knew what I wanted to do. And I was really involved in college and, and did college right. Right. And because of that, I had multiple job offers. And I thought that was normal. 
and the people around me had multiple job offers. And again, I assumed that was the case. And it wasn't until I came, was coming back to college and recruiting now for PepsiCo and meeting people and speaking to students and seeing my high school friends started graduating college that I realized that that's not the case. And that actually most people graduate college without a job. You know? And statistically, 85% of students walk down the stage without having a job lined up. And 40% of students never work in a job that requires their degree, right? And so that to me was crazy to think that that was the case and that people were spending thousands of dollars in, in getting into debt and taking six years to graduate with a four-year degree. And I thought I could help. And so that's where it all started, where I started speaking and started, you know, helping. And thus far, I've, you know, I've helped hundreds of students land their dream job. And so that's kind of why I started, you know, that's, that's a pain point and, and, and problem that I saw. And that's kind of what I want to fix in the short term. And, and that's huge, just because a lot of people think that college is essentially like a funnel. Like you, you go to college at the under end of the, the tunnel is a job. And that's not necessarily the case, um, considering um, you didn't graduate too long ago, but Justin and I just graduated. We knows what we knows what it looked like. Uh, no, I'm sorry. You, we know what it looks like firsthand. Like we just went through it. We saw friends who I had a friend who had a job before he finished junior year. And then I have friends uh, who graduated with me back in May who still don't have a job. Um, and some people, like including myself, aren't using our degrees in our current jobs. Um, so, you know, that's how it goes. But there are a lot of college students that need someone like you to essentially guide them through that uh, huge stage in their life just because we're investing so much, um, not only money not only a monetary value but uh, a lot of time effort commitment um we're essentially putting ourselves away for four years and saying i want to come out this end with opportunity the there's no opportunity yeah no you're you're right it's you're investing the best years of your life right from 18 to 22 23 24 like your prime time in your mm -hmm. life and you're investing it thousands of dollars and college is not the answer for everybody but for the ones that have made it that far uh, my hope is to help them no that's huge absolutely love it uh and daniel i want to take the opportunity to extend a huge get your grind up young and dumb thank you for coming onto the podcast dropping some knowledge i know there's a lot of college kids out there who are gonna really take this information and run with it so you're doing a huge huge service here um much love appreciate it dude no thank you guys so much for having me in your in your podcast this is amazing and really big fan i love what you guys do much love love it love it love it Daniel, uh, again, thank you. And for all of you listening out there, if you want to learn just a little bit more about Daniel, you know where to find him on our website, getchogrindup.com, or you can follow us on social, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Get Your Grind Up. Always remember, you are all young and dumb. And never forget, Get Your Grind Up. See you guys soon. Peace. Peace.